Hey, welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of SVT Sports Podcast. I am Sam. I am joined by my co-stars here, Vince and Tyler. What's up, guys? What's up, man? And I got Tim on the ones and twos. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Guys, welcome back. It's been a crazy week. Uh, We got a lot to touch on. How have you been? Just real quick. Let's start with Vince. Uh, Vince is doing all right. Uh, just, you know, uh, surviving this, uh, crazy, crazy rain we've been having here in the uh, Bay area and all of the state of California, really Sacramento's getting hit pretty hard. So is San Luis Obispo all the way down to Disneyland, man. Hey, Tyler, how are you, man? I'm good, man. Just, uh, you know, can't wait until Friday. Cause, uh, apparently I overworked and my company realized that I shouldn't have. So looking forward to my second Friday off in a row. Nice. Yeah. Tim, how are you, man? Doing great. Yeah, let's get into it. Cool. Um, so guys, last episode, um, as we were recording, there was a, a freak injury that happened to uh, the Buffalo Bills, DeMar Hamlin. Uh, we have an update on that. Uh, like I said, last episode, that happened like pretty much as we were recording and we were following. So now we finally get to report good news. Um, he's alive. He's able to talk. Uh, he's with his family and loved ones um so some positive news uh coming out of that any any follow-up comments vince yeah uh during the game on sunday he was live tweeting from his hospital bed so he was in really good spirits he had the uh the love for damar shirts that uh basically everybody in the entire league was wearing he had one of those and was doing a little heart symbol with his hands uh from the hospital bed he was released from the hospital today monday uh, so, you know, he's on his way back to Buffalo and he's going to continue to get treatments and stuff like that. But uh, we dodged a bullet here, guys, like mm-hmm. literally like like he's all, all things considered. He's in really good shape. So I'm, I'm I'm really excited for him and his family and his team and uh, just everybody involved in the NFL. Like this is this ended up uh, if you're going to tell me that somebody's going to have a heart attack on the field, a cardiac incident. Um, this is the best possible outcome from that, you know? So absolutely. Uh, he's and the like, amount of money that uh, his uh, charity made, you know, Bill's mafia, they've consistently done a very good job of supporting various charities across, uh, you know, athletes league, NFL uh, players, various charities. Um, but the NFL family fandom came together and supported his charity. So that was really a great outcome as well. Bill's uh, Bill's mafia reminds me of um, like those, certain chapters of hell's angel bikers that are, you know, these gruff and tough, you know, into beer chugging and ladies and riding on the motorcycles. And then they'll go and like donate teddy bears to like children and like, you know, help out kids. (laughs) That's what Bill's mafia reminds me of. Also, I love that they're obsessed with wrestling and probably one of them. I think they're crazier than, uh, than the Eagles fan base as far as like what they do for their tailgating parties. So I love it. Love Bill's mafia. Um, I also thought it's just poetic, you know, I mean, the Bills came out, first play of the game, you know, special teams runs it back for a touchdown, you know, and then I think shortly after that, there was another run back. So they had like almost 300 yards and just special team run back. So there's just something po- poetic about how football just can, or sports in general, can just feel the moment and, and capture it all in one. So it's nice. I'm glad that he's alive and I'm hopefully uh, makes a speedy recovery as well. Absolutely. And the only person to really uh, turn this uh, nasty situation with a positive outcome, like Skip Bayless, how does this guy still have a job? Like what a disgusting 
uh, tweet defense lame apology he had. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on it. I just wanted to get my shot at Skip Bayless because he's just yep. a terrible fucking media personality that just shouldn't be on air anymore. Like he he's just a toxic personality. When your co-stars refuse to show up to work, what does that tell you? Get rid of this what, guy. I I am in the dark. What did he say? I don't even remember. It was I I, I read it. I'm I, you know Tim. Um for the for the YouTube feed. In case you know you're not familiar, we have a YouTube feed. We'll have the correct tweet on the YouTube feed. But to summarize, because I don't have it in front of me, he basically, as the injury happened and the delay was happening uh, due to Hamlin having a heart attack and, you know, the emergency response that he needed to survive mm-hmm. and the discussion to postpone the game or cancel the game, he was getting impatient and said, I know this is a serious injury, but are you seriously talking about canceling a game that has playoff implications? Like basically saying like, get them off the field and continue the game. And everybody rightfully so was upset with Skip Bayless. Uh, Shannon Sharp didn't come to work the following day um, at recording. Um, There was a feud between them on air when he did return. And as Shannon Sharp was discussing the situation in his opening monologue, Skip Bayless was constantly interrupting him and taking personal shots. And uh, Shannon Sharp was trying to defend himself, like saying, you know, I'm a Hall of Famer. I am a Hall of Fame NFL uh, player, and you won't even let me get a word in about this subject matter. So it it's just an ugly situation for Skip Bayless, and he's just inconsiderate that maybe 10 years ago, 20 years ago, maybe the game would have continued. I'm glad we're at a place where it didn't. I'm glad we're at a place where these mega corporations, because the NFL is 32 mega corporations, are doing the right thing and putting Hamlin's life and NFL players' lives ahead of media needs. Because the only thing that he was pissed off about is that the game was delayed and his fantasy football. There's these Twitter assholes that were upset about their fantasy football league, you know. I have the uh, the quote here, guys. Uh, thank you, Tim. So Skip Bayless's tweet, uh, quote, no doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game. But how? This late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome, which suddenly seems irrelevant. Like, just. What a joke. What terrible, yeah. a joke. Terrible take. Yeah, That's all the time we should spend on it. Let's not give him any more yeah. time. Yeah, let's, um, let's move, move on to some positive news. That's right. Vince, you son of a bitch. Yeah, baby. Uh, cute queen, because your boy is the champion. <laughs> um, that's right. Uh, it's been a di- it's been a dozen years since my last championship. The last championship was also a money league, fun fact. So that's on you guys for making me convert to money league. I am now uh winning uh again and I'm let's... taking money, I'm I'm putting it toward a trophy. So let's be um, fair, let's be we'll fair. Have all these if... winnings. If the Colts learned how to throw a touchdown or score a touchdown, I would have been there and easy would have handled Sam as well. But because that God awful of an organization doesn't know how to run itself. I'm sorry. I, Vince, I'm just hearing excuses. That's what I'm hearing. Vince came in sure, and baby. sweeped in with this yeah. amazing 30 point defense. And, and yep. there That's went right. my, my back to back. Yeah. Here's yep, the thing there though. It goes. The, the only comfort, cause I, I came in second. <laughs> 
you you had no ch- like here's like, the thing vince scored so many goddamn ports points nobody in the league was going to beat him that weekend nobody no. I mean, no. I think he's, I mean, what was it? 185 points? It was, it was, it was 176. Yeah. And I mean, so I think that was the highest score it was. in the yeah, entire I, season. So, I scored 165. So Vince beat me. So not only did Vince, you know, escape out of the championship round, championship round to the, uh, the final chip there, but uh, he also scored the most points too in the league. What was yeah. the, what was the 49ers Bengals? Didn't the 49ers blow out the Bengals in that game? Or, or was that yeah, 49ers who had a 50 Chargers? burger? Who had a 50 um, burger? Oh God. No, there was, um, there was uh, one Super Bowl. It was Mike where... Williams. Mike Williams got me a fifty burger, and then I oh, had okay. C- I had CMC and um, George Kittle went off. Mike Williams went off a little bit too, and um, got I I started a, I pulled the defense off of the scrap heap because they were playing I think the Texans, and I was like, let's fucking go, and I did it, and that that was it was a great move, and uh, I I barely snuck into the playoffs. I remember like a month beforehand, I was we were like, both five hundred, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. I was seven and seven, and I barely snuck into the playoffs in the sixth seed. But like a month before that, I was like, since you assholes haven't buried my dog shit of a team, I have to actually keep trying. And um, Kenneth Walker uh, was also quite uh, had quite the run to make me to get me to the championship. So uh, uh, shout out uh, Seahawks. Uh, huh, huh. it it made me sick to say it but uh yeah yeah you won some money and uh we get to buy you a movie ticket and some candy so that's right i'm 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 loving life i get to buy the movie tickets unfortunately because i'm that poor bastard that's right um tyler finished third out of the three of us um which is crazy because i had the best record yeah we we had uh the the quiet third place i know right (laughs) my uh my brother was the fourth place so uh that was that was nice a little uh family action there too so that was great <laughs> on to next season on on to the next season i'm taking uh, that chip back i'm, I'm taking that trophy uh, we we got a we got an i actually took my winnings i bought a trophy for our league and we can add nameplates onto it too so uh we'll we'll keep this going for a few years you know at least and it's gonna be a lot of fun um you know, adding names to the That's championship. Awesome. It's like our own little Stanley cup. We get to take it home and drink <laughs> out of it and sleep. With oh, it. Uh, if, yeah. Is it, does it actually have a hole? It. Like, is it actual cup? There's or a, hole. Like a No, no, it's, it's hard, it, cap, hard, hard cap. It, there, there's a football on the top of it. Um, you know, it says mm. like fantasy league champion or whatever. And uh, I'm going to put like, uh, so it doesn't a have a hole, but it can enter a hole moving on guys. We got <laughs> and NFL we're off. scores. Yeah, that's right. Scores. Uh, we got scores. Vince, you <laughs> know what to do. You know, I love me some scores. That's right, baby. Let's roll. Uh, Jacksonville beat Tennessee 20 to 16 on Saturday. Hey, I got something to say about the Jacksonville Jaguars. They are a team that started off we didn't know what the hell they were they were going to be stinky and they got better every single week i'm so happy that jacksonville won um they're just a really fun team to watch i've been a trevor lawrence fan since he got to uh clemson so i'm really glad to see him win and uh he looks good with a real coach yeah uh agreed uh on to sunday houston beat indianapolis for some reason 32 31 and that actually gave them not the first round of uh, the first pick of the uh nfl draft idiots uh, all they had to do was lose and they couldn't even do that right uh, <laughs> minnesota beat chicago 29 to 13 carolina beat new orleans 10 7 
Buffalo uh, beat New England 20, uh, 35-23, and they actually had two runbacks, including the first uh, the kickoff uh, uh, of the game, the first kickoff. They ran it all the way back, and it's just it was a lot of uh, poetic magic loveliness happening because of the whole Demar Hamlin situation. That was, I think, I, I arguably that was the game of the week, arguably. Yeah, uh, New England ended game. up being eliminated with that loss, uh, but uh, I don't, you know, whatever. They they have six championships in the last two decades. Yeah, they're the Yankees <laughs> of the NFL, anyways. Yeah, uh, Atlanta beat Tampa. 30-17 to 17 in a game that did not matter at all because Tampa already clinched the playoff spot for the NFC South. Miami won against the New York Jets and were able to get into the playoffs 11-6. to six in God, the Jets only had a quarterback. <laughs> you know? You know? Um, Derek Carr might look good in that green. Who knows? Who knows, man? Uh, Pittsburgh over Cleveland, 28-14. They do not make the playoffs, but Mike Tomlin keeps his streak alive. 16 years as an NFL head coach, 16 years at or above 500. Way to go, Mike Tomlin. One of the best to do it. Cincinnati over Baltimore, 27-16 in a warm-up for the next week's playoff matchup. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Seattle over the Rams, 1916 in overtime. Seattle was with that win was able to stay alive and wait for the result of the Sunday night game. Uh, Denver beat the Los Angeles Chargers, 31-28 in another game that did not matter at all. Although there's some heat coming from uh, the Chargers uh, head coach uh, for having his players in a little bit longer in a game that did not matter. Uh, Mike Williams ended up getting injured. Uh, here we go. Washington beat Dallas twenty-six to six. Do you, do you uh, hear that? Do you, do you hear that? Do you, I heard last week there was like a lot of chirping coming from those uh, you know those Dallas cowgirls. I don't I don't hear anything now. Yeah, I'm frauds. here for all the smoke. Uh, the, Bring the fraud boys. Way. The fraud boys. That's there's what they are. nothing the wrong with a cowgirl. That's right. It's cow frauds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fraud boys. The fraud boys. The fraud boys. <laughs> the fraud boys. That's what they are. The Dallas fraud boys. Um, and then moving on to the Sunday night game, Detroit beat Green Bay 20 to 16, eliminating the Packers and giving Seattle the final wild card spot. And uh, that there was a lot of talking from Aaron Rodgers about how the Lions are trash and blah, 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 and just all kinds of bulletin board material. And, they and wouldn't twice. you know it, they beat him twice. Standing, standing ovation to the Detroit Lions. Seriously, they didn't make the playoffs. But they came out knowing that they weren't going to be in the playoffs. This game didn't matter for them. And they they punched Green Bay in the mouth. They eliminated him from playoff contention. But really, the head coach, man, uh, everybody said that he wasn't going to be good enough. Uh, I mean, we, we kind of laughed at it when he got introduced at his press conference and just kind of like how, <laughs> how, how much of a character this guy is. But he has everybody buying in to that program. And Detroit Lions got two first-round draft picks next year or coming up in this upcoming draft. That's two spots that they could get really good at. They, they can add another skill position. They can add somebody on the defense. You could go offense, defense. You can add to the line. Shit, you can, you can get a quarterback and still keep Goff and let your quarterback of the future just sit for a year or two. 
they I think the the future could be really really bright for Detroit. I'm just really happy for them. I'm I never grew up as a Lions fan, but they've been terrible for so many years, <clears throat> a lot like the Raiders, and they finally finally get over the hump a little bit and have something like bright to look at. It seems like they're hitting the draft picks. It seems like they're getting guys in in free agency that are that are the right guys to put on your roster. So shout out to them and but big shout out to Dan Campbell because there's so many people that made fun of him and uh, they were just the biggest surprise to me uh, them in Jacksonville um, but Detroit shout out man standing ovation yeah the um, uh, the, the better Cal quarterback won this uh, head-to-head matchup uh, this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh. also too Detroit has my new favorite player um, I have just I love everything that he does and brings to the table. He also won me a lot of games this year. Jamal, Jamal Williams. Williams. That guy is such a nerd. I fucking love it, man. He's a Naruto fan. Naruto fan. That was his fucking pregame interview or, you know, introduction. The introduction when they say, like, you, you know, like, uh, what's your name and what school you came to? He had a Naruto, like, uh, introduction. And, yeah, it was this, funny as hell. This man did a post-game interview with a Gengar beanie on. Got upset with the reporter because he called a Pokemon and not Pokemon. Like, fair oh, player. Yeah. Love him. My man. <laughs> My man. And, uh, Sam, you actually beat us to the punch there on uh... – because uh, I was definitely going to say, do you feel a little bit of kinship with the Lions for, you know, always losing? So, uh, yeah. You, a little bit. Uh, yeah, a little yeah, bit. a little bit. I, I totally get that. Jacksonville you know? as well. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, little bottom dweller, um, whatever. You and just know, real good. quick on, on Jacksonville, I think I think we talked about it when the season started. I expected uh, Trevor Lawrence to get better and better because he had, like, a real head coach. Say what you want, how it ended in Philadelphia. But, you know, he's got a head coach that knows how to play the quarterback position, played the quarterback position, and won a Super Bowl. He knows what it takes to win and to get an offense to an op- to operate effectively. And we saw that. We You know, they got a running back. They got the quarterback of the future. And they got some key pieces at the skill position. So Jacksonville could get good. All right. So – uh, let's let's talk about our teams real quick. Uh, Sam, uh, the Raiders lost to Kansas City 31-13. Do you got anything to add about that? No, I mean, I, I think the biggest thing that is really you – know, this is the first time in the post-game conference that I've seen Josh McDaniels, like, clearly upset. And I think what he was upset about is I think he thought he had his guy. I think he had – I'm going into this game. We may not win, but I'm going to put up a 30 burger. I got my guy at quarterback and it didn't happen. And they looked terrible. The offense looked terrible all over again. Uh, the problem is coaching. It's not the, it's not the talent level. It's coaching. Josh McDaniels is a problem. The only thing I can say is I got to take a deep breath and see if it's going to be, Go through the process of, is it his personnel? He's got to get the right players in. Um, so at this point, all I can do is um, just kind of sit and watch from afar and hope for the best. But I really hope is very low. That's all I can. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, going from hope is very low to hope is very high. Both Tyler and my teams won. Um, uh, let's start with Tyler. The Philadelphia Eagles beat the New York Giants 22-16. Your boys 
get the job done. They clinched the number one seed. Tyler, go ahead, buddy. Jalen Hurts, man. I mean, I know Patrick Mahomes is a big for, front runner for, for MVP, but it's clearly evident that that Eagles team is a way better team when Jalen Hurts is out there. And if this wasn't evident, you know, I don't, I don't know what to tell you here, but I think it's a coin toss between Mahomes and, and Jalen Hurts as, as your MVP this year. Um, I'm biased, so you know who I'm going to give it to. Um, I also want to thank Washington for, for, you know, beating the shit out of Dallas. So, you know, Dallas thought they had hopes and it all got dashed. So I hope they uh, lose to old man Tom Brady. Damn. Uh, as for me, the 49ers won handily 38-13. Brock Party looked great. Um, Christian McCaffrey scored a touchdown, real nice one. Elijah Mitchell came back from injury and scored a couple times. George Kittle uh, keeps looking great, especially with uh, Brock Purdy as quarterback. So uh, I'm feeling confident going forward with the 49ers. Uh, they, they don't get the bye, obviously, but um, uh, they are playing the Seahawks in the next in the first round of the playoffs. And that's a matchup that I look forward to uh, seeing because the Niners should absolutely work them. So uh, Vince, I got a question for you about Brock Purdy and, and yeah, the 49ers. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go. Um, what are your thoughts about just the pairing of Purdy and Shanahan? Uh, just to, I don't want to lead your answer, but just for my viewing the past, uh, what is it? Four weeks, five weeks with Purdy? Uh, he's, uh, well, it's, it's been five weeks. Uh, he's but won five starts. games. No, 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 no. It's been six, six weeks, five starts. So he's so, five and oh. Uh, but then he played most of that uh, that first game before that. So yeah. The biggest thing that I've noticed is for being a a rookie, Mister Irrelevant rookie, Shanahan is calling plays that are like deep in the playbook that we haven't really seen in all the years that Shanahan has been here, and those are the things that make me think that this offense is unlocked. And we can say it's Christian McCaffrey because that's. A huge X factor, and Jimmy G did win. Uh, I think Jimmy was on a four-game winning streak uh, when they got McCaffrey. Um, I'll let you correct that when I turn it over to you. But I just think with Purdy, the playbook looks completely different. It looks like the offense that we were we were promised from Shanahan, or or the the media was saying that we're going to get from Shanahan. Uh, I guess what I'm asking, what is your thoughts on the pairing of Purdy and Shanahan and just playing in that offense? We've seen a little bit with Jimmy. They look good. It never quite looked right with Trey Lance, but they didn't have McCaffrey. So with all of that, what is your comments on on the pairing of these two? I think Brock Purdy had um, several weeks to just keep learning the playbook. I think he has a little bit more arm talent than Jimmy does. So that helps unlock a lot more of the offense. Um, this is probably similar to what we were expecting with Trey Lance, except less, um, you know, running plays, uh, quarterback keepers, that kind of stuff. So uh, if, if Trey Lance, you know, develops a pocket passing game, like we expect that he would, or we hope he would, this is, you know, this, this is exactly the kind of play uh, offense that we were kind of waiting for from Shanahan uh, that we couldn't quite get to with Jimmy. So Brock Purdy, uh, obviously uh, they, they have a lot of confidence in him as they should at this point. Um, 
I think they felt very fortunate. He fell to them uh, in the seventh round as the last pick in the draft, because uh, uh, w- with Jimmy going down, I thought it was going to be a lateral move when it happened. I said that it was going to be a lateral move. I think we drop one of those games. We probably lose the Raiders game uh, if Jimmy's the quarterback, I think. Uh, so I, I just, I, I am very pleased with Brock's progress, especially he's, uh, you said it, man, they've, they've unlocked the playbook. Uh, I'm sure there's even more levels that we could get to, uh, that we haven't even started to see, uh, at, at this point. I'm just, I'm, I'm really hopeful going forward for this, for the rest of this year. I think if Jimmy is healthy enough to play, I, I don't think he will be playing. I think he'll be the backup at this point. I think Brock has earned the right to see this through to the end of the season, wherever that ends. You know, so I got a couple follow-up questions for you both. I'm going to incorporate you both on these next two questions. Do you okay. think, do you think next season, would you even attempt to bring Jimmy back or do you roll with Purdy as QB one and Trey Lance QB two or, or, those are your two battle it out. And then you bring in a third arm to kind of fill out the spot. I think uh, Jimmy's gone. Uh, Jimmy is going to be with another team next year and that's fine. Jimmy's been a good soldier through all of this and uh, he's earned the right to try to find some money and some playing time elsewhere. That being said, I think no matter what happens, uh, Trey Lance is going to enter the season, enter the off season as the quarterback one, I think because of draft capital alone, because you gave up so much to get up to the number three spot to go get him, you have to make absolutely sure that he is not the guy before you move on to Brock Purdy permanently. And once you make that move, you can't unmake that move. You can't go back to Trey afterwards. So Trey Lance is going to be given every opportunity to be the man, to be the starter but he is officially on the clock now. That leash is a little bit shorter now uh, because Brock Purdy has played so well uh, at the end of this season and going forward into the playoffs. I, I, right, Tyler, real I quick. disagree yep. with you. I disagree with you in the sense that, yes, draft capital makes Trey Lance higher I, as far as like organization put so much into this that, you know, they should. But Trey Lance is coming back in OTAs and he's going to be having to condition. He's going to have to relearn everything. Like he's not just because he's ready at OTA. doesn't mean he's ready to go come pre preseason game one. So I think in my opinion, Brock Purdy is QB one to start the season and it's Trey Lance's job to earn it and only because of an injury that he's coming off of. And it's not a really light injury. It's a pretty serious injury. Um, and I think that that's why Purdy is number one, just to start the season. I, I probably should have either scenario jimmy g's not there he's not there no jimmy's gone uh josh johnson is a good court uh third round you know third quarterback i guess to have or you know whoever they pr- pick up you know uh bill walsh used to have this theory where you just every year just grab a quarterback in the draft just or sign a undrafted free agent quarterback just just grab somebody throw them at the back of your roll bench, the dice see what happens and that's, the dice. Yeah. that's part of what happened here brock purdy was available he's probably somebody they had you know you know fifth or sixth round uh grades for uh but he was sitting there with the last pick of the draft and so at, at that point um you you addressed a lot of other needs already you might as well roll the dice and see what see what happens and they they lucked out big time man i'm 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, 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 as far as the, um, uh, to Tyler's point on the Trey Lance thing, I should have clarified that um, assuming Trey Lance is healthy and ready to go. That would be what my scenario would be. If he's not, if he's not completely healthy and not completely ready to go, obviously it's going to be Purdy starting out because it was such a horrific injury for, um, for Trey Lance. So, so that, that's my only qualifier. Uh, If Trey Lance is healthy, it is his, at least to start the year. We could talk about 49ers all day long. We're probably going to reincorporate them. Uh, but I wanted to ask my next question. I pretty much agree with you guys. If I were to ask myself the same question, I think I'm comfortable enough coming back with Trey Lance, Brock Purdy, and uh, Josh Johnson to that's the room. And whoever wins, wins. I'm probably rolling with Purdy because he's he's in the playoffs. And if you win it all, I'm definitely giving him the first four games of the regular season. And also you buy a little bit of time for Trey Lance to get healthy, continue to learn that playbook, and be able to develop as a pocket passer. My next question was, uh, like I said earlier, Trey Lance didn't have the benefit of playing uh, with Christian McCaffrey, who this season coming, coming to the 49ers clearly looks like the, the, the best offensive X weapon X factor weapon at the skill position. Uh, Josh, Josh Jacobs with the Raiders looks like he might be the best quote unquote running back. Um, but I'm talking about putting anywhere on the field. Christian McCaffrey has become the, the, the best X factor. Um, Jimmy G played well, Purdy played well. How much of this unlocking of the playbook is Christian McCaffrey and not the quarterback play? Let, let me, let me go in first. Cause I, I actually wanted to talk about what I am seeing with this offense with Mr. Christian McCaffrey into it, as opposed to not being into it. Um, so a perfect segue for your, your question that you're asking there. Um, my opinion, if Christian McCaffrey is not there, I think Brock Purdy doesn't look as good. And the reason being is because Jalen hurts and what he's able to do and how he's able to run and has to, you know, defenses have to do that extra scheming of, is he going to be running with the ball? Is he going to be throwing the ball? Is the running back going to take the ball? Right. That's one guy that's doing that. And I think what Chris McCaffrey does is pretty similar to what Jalen Hurts does is that you got a double scheme. Is he, is Chris McCaffrey going to, you know, catch this? Is he going to run this? Is he going to throw it for a touchdown? You know, it's an extra dynamic that defenses have to worry about. And you for sure always have to have a spy on Christian McCaffrey. So there's one defensive player that's out of the play, right? Cause he's just got to focus on him. Absolutely. And I think with, with Trey Lance, if he was in here, I think you, you get a little bit, the same dynamic that that the Eagles have with Jalen Hurts, you know, and with Christian McCaffrey, that would just take him over the top. I know you saw a very small sample size of Trey Lance, but I think Trey Lance's mobility, if he can learn to be a pocket passer, you know, I think the sky's the limit with this team if they decide to keep Christian McCaffrey. But without Christian McCaffrey, I think I don't think Brock Purdy looks that great. I think Trey Lance looks a little better in that scenario. Vince, you wanted to add to anything to that? Uh, no, I think uh, you pretty much hit the nail on the head, Tyler. That's um, uh, Christian McCaffrey can make a lot of people look real good. Um, Sam Darnold had a couple of games last year where he looked real good with Christian McCaffrey at the beginning of the season. And then Christian McCaffrey went down. And then that was basically the end of Sam Darnold as a potential quarterback in this league, at least one that's worth a damn. So uh, Christian McCaffrey can cover up a lot of sins. 
and he's very, very talented, obviously. And, uh, and Brock Purdy is very fortunate to have him there. Uh, that being said, you know, Brock Purdy has definitely played at or above basically anybody's expectations, especially coming in as a third string quarterback. So Absolutely. Uh, I, I'm not going to take anything away from Brock Purdy at this point. He's thrown multiple touchdown passes in every game he's played in this year, uh, six games in a row. So uh, good on but him. I think the and, thing is, yeah. is with Brock Purdy, if he would have folded like a cheap you know, collapsible chair, nobody would have blamed him. We would have been like, Hey, he's the, he's a seventh round pick. He's Mr. Irrelevant. He's a rookie. You know, he's thrusted in this. He would have got the benefit of the doubt. The thing is, he's continuing to win, and he looks good doing it. Where we've seen other quarterbacks that may have uh, could have uh, struggled, and to say, I heard a lot today on news talk, uh, news radio of local media. A lot of fandom was saying uh, you could plug in almost any quarterback, and you're going to get a performance at at in this Kyle Shanahan offense. I just I don't I don't really agree with that in general. Uh, with with any coach, with any offense, you put you take Patrick Mahomes out. The Chiefs are not the Chiefs. That you you are not just putting the the Eagles were really good with Donovan McNabb. They were not the Kansas City Chiefs. Like the well, X I mean, factor look at the Eagles. Patrick now. Mahomes is huge. And talking about the, reincorporating the previous que- uh, question about McCaffrey is, I think it goes to your point, Tyler, that you were making is. You were saying Christian McCaffrey and Jalen Hurts, you got to have a spy or a double coverage. Like you're doubling, you're you're putting an extra defender on that person. Essentially, these players are like Steph Curry's. The gravity, right? In Warriors basketball, we talk about gravity. They shift the field. They pull so much weight to that side of the field or court. And I think that's the same. That's the benefit of having a Christian McCaffrey. And what do they always say is a young quarterback's best friend? A strong running game and a tight end and when you got Christian McCaffrey who can run the ball and then you can audible him into a a passing situation or you could put him out wide and then when you add in uh, a Debo Samuel who is like another version of Christian McCaffrey but like a wide receiver who could play running back like we haven't really seen this offense fully unlocked until we get Debo back. We got to transition real quick because we got a ton of playoff stuff and we're probably going to reincorporate more 49ers stuff. So let's move on. Let's get into the 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 playoffs. Uh, Vince, why don't you lead me off and set up, uh, let's set up the matches. All right, so uh, we're going to get started uh, with the 49ers and the Seahawks. Uh, what we're going to do is... Uh, last year we made our predictions and then we saw how they went out and we scored, we kept track of the points and in the wild card round, each game you get correct is worth one point in the divisional round. It'll be two points. It'll be four points in the championship round and eight points in the Super Bowl round. So me, uh, Sam and Tyler, we are going to make our picks. We're going to see who makes the best picks and who gets the most points and we're going to have a winner at the end, and we'll see if Vince can go fantasy and making picks uh, 2-0 this year. Awesome. Before so, we get started, Vince, mm-hmm. I just want to compliment you on there on your very simple but clean, beautiful spreadsheet. So small clap, <laughs> golf clap for you, buddy. It's Thank- breathtaking. Thank it's you. so breathtaking. I, spreadtaking. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. I've been uh, living in Microsoft Excel for the last decade uh, professionally. 
Tim, so, you gotta, you gotta, <laughs> since we have this screen captured, you gotta put this on the YouTube channel. People <laughs> have to see this. Yeah. It's so so <laughs> Vince, Vince has uh, nightmares about cells. No, yeah, I'm, no. <laughs> I'm dead serious, man. This All is, right. uh, this is beautiful, but on to the picks. All right. So um, let me just clarify preseason. We had our, like, you know, pick them. Like we, we picked who we thought our Super Bowl champions would be. Sam had the bills and the 49ers with the bills winning. I had the Bills and the 49ers with the 49ers winning. Tyler, you had the Bengals and the Rams with the Bengals winning. Uh, obviously, your Rams pick is not going to be good here anymore. We're not going to take that. Your bracket is broken. Yeah. Your, your preseason, <laughs> My preseason bracket is, is uh, it's, uh, as, uh, I believe the scientific term is fucked. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for a do-over. I'll, I'll get this one right. All right. So here we go. We're going to get started. Uh, first and foremost, we have... Uh, the first game will be Seattle at San Francisco, 1.30 p.m. on Saturday. Um, get to that. So, obviously. Just put the, us all on the board as the same. You you uh, know we're all going to pick the same anyways. Yeah. Um, I'm picking the 49ers. Sam, are you picking the 49ers? Touchdown, San Francisco. That's yep, my Greg so, Papa. Yep. Mm. All, all of us are on the 49ers for this game. Uh, that's That shouldn't be a, a shock. Seattle was kind of. Um, playing above their skis a little bit, I think, just to get there. Uh, nobody really had them doing anything better than five or six wins. They end up with the, uh, you know, the seventh uh, spot. And I actually talked to one guy who was a Seahawks fan, and I just kind of just asked him just, you know, off the cuff, hey, what, what are your thoughts uh, of this game coming up? And he said, every time the Niners and the Hawks meet, it's a nail-biter, especially during the playoffs given that this was supposed to be a quote rebuilding season for the Seahawks. I'm happily surprised to see them in the postseason at all, regardless of who wins, it'll be a fun game to watch for sure. Um, so uh, that, uh, and so I, I mean, was that, actually that was... a guy that uh, that Vince was interviewing for his job. And so he uh, wrote that down <laughs> in the uh, interview process. <laughs> no. He was like, you want this job? Tell me what you think about this. You Seahawks. need to give me Do a you take, really want buddy. this. <laughs> no, okay. So that's going in your file. <laughs> yeah, that's it. that's in the file. Okay, so next game we have on Saturday is uh Saturday is actually the Chargers at Jacksonville 5:15 p.m. on Saturday. Um I didn't put these in time order. I just did AFC NFC, so we're going to jump around a little bit. Jaguars, Chargers. Um who do you guys got? Who's winning and why? Sam. I'll, I'll go last. Or okay. I'm taking the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right. Um, I, and I know we're going to get to in a second, but can you imagine if the chargers lose this game and they fire their coach? What? Like if you're Sean Payton, are you looking at the chargers? <laughs> the saints are going to ask for a lot for, for, to get him, yeah. to get him off of the roster though. If you're the chargers, the, uh, you give up a first round draft pick. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to pick the chargers. Uh, Cause I don't want to see the chaos that might ensue otherwise, but Jacksonville has been a fun story this year. Obviously I'm really looking forward to seeing how well they, how well they play on Saturday night. You know, lights are going to be bright. Tyler, who do you got? So I want to touch a point that, that Sam was talking about with, with Doug Peterson, um, me being a, the, the resident Eagles fan, I have no issues with, with Doug Peterson. I, I think, there was a lot of animosity between him and the, and the ownership with starting Wentz or not starting Wentz. And, and I think over Jalen Hurts and, you know, 
I think over time it just became a toxic relationship. And that's why, you know, Doug Peterson was shown the door and why he didn't look good in those last two seasons, why Wentz looked bad. But in reality, Wentz didn't look good when he went to, you know, the Colts. And now he doesn't look good for Washington. So I don't know if it was ever Doug Peterson at all. Maybe it was just always Wentz. But um, I think he's a great coach. Um, is Trent Balky the Jaguars GM? Is that who it is? I believe so. I believe so. God, that's 49ers. the only thing I don't like about them. But with the Chargers <laughs> now reeling with an injury with Mike Williams, I got to give it up for Doug Peterson, and I'm going to go Jaguars on this one. All right. So I am the lone wolf on the Chargers. That's that's fine with me. Uh, the Chargers are probably the favorites going into the game, I would imagine. Um, son, we're going to turn the clock to Sunday, 10 a.m., Miami at Buffalo. Uh, is there any way anybody's picking the Dolphins in this game? Uh, no, just, they don't even know what quarterback they're bringing out. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. Um, Sam, got Bills. Buffalo Bills, man. Uh, yeah, the Dolphins don't have a chance. Yeah, uh, that is across the board. Uh, uh, moving on to the 1.30 p.m. Sunday game, New York Giants at Minnesota. What do we got going on here? This one might be a little bit more interesting. Tyler, what do you think? I mean, I, okay. Kirk Cousins just always folds in the playoffs. <laughs> it's just his MO. Anytime I the think, lights get bright. Yeah, I think I think Justin Jefferson is clearly in his prime right now. I think they're able to overcome the Giants. I don't think the Giants' defense is that great. Obviously, the Eagles – you know, took care of them this past week as well. We've taken care of them this whole season. So I think the firepower of Minnesota is going to, is going to probably win this one out, but Saquon Barkley and, and Daniel Jones are no joke. You know, I think they're, you know, we talk about how, you know, Detroit and their head coach is buying in, but the giants, that's another team that surprised me this year. So I think they're all buying to this head coach, but I think Minnesota has the firepower to pull this one out. All right. That's interesting because at this exact time last year, Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones was very much a joke. Um, but, exactly. Yeah. It's called <laughs> so buying in. That yeah, bad coach right. is killing it. Yeah. yeah uh, Brian Dayball, Dayball really got, yep. got something out of him. So um, that's interesting. Uh, Saquon is obviously a stud and can do a lot of things. That being said, I think, I, I think the Vikings are just a little bit better. I think they're going to get the job done at least this first wildcard weekend. Sam, what do you think? I do got the Vikings. Um, I think the giants, we're a, a team that's much better than anybody expected. And it just shows that uh, the New York Giants hit the nail on the head with uh, Brian Dable. Um, all of a sudden, the the team looks competent. And here we are in the playoffs. So I just think the Giants are probably um, a, they thought they were going to have to tear it down and they salvaged something. I just think they're, they're uh, a year or two too soon. Um, but they're definitely going to be a team that's going to be formidable in the future, but I think the Vikings are just a little bit better. Agreed. Okay. So that's across the board again, uh, Vikings for all of us moving on to Sunday night football uh, Ravens go back to Cincinnati again, where they just played. They'll play at 5 15 PM. Uh, uh, that's Pacific time. Uh, Tyler, are you, you're, I have to imagine you're sticking with your Bengals, right? I mean, you picked them to win the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I think Lamar Jackson might be available for this game, but a might is not enough if he's even playing that to, to beat that powerful uh, Cincinnati offense. So Cincinnati all the way. Uh, yeah, I'm actually in agreement. Um, yeah, it, it, It's going to be tough even 
if Lamar can play because he's clearly not going to be a hundred percent, he is the best option uh, available. If he is available, that being said, it's just not enough. I got the Bengals. I too have the Bengals. Let's just, uh, we're, we're being, uh, we're, we're all on the same wavelength except for the uh, chargers Jaguars game. Uh, but, so, uh, you know, here's a hot take. Uh, you know, the, the, the Ravens are going to lose. They're going to blame it on Lamar Jackson and then Lamar Jackson's going to give him the bird and he's going to end up a Raider. How about that? Mm, I think Tom oh, Brady is more likely than that. No, no, no. I'm moving on. <laughs> no, no, no. You're getting Tim Brandy, buddy. <laughs> you can't call him by his real name. You got to call him something else. Um, all right. Monday night football for the wild card closeout game at 5 15 PM uh, Pacific time. Cowboys ahead, are traveling to Tampa. Um, Go ahead. Uh, I, I'm. I'll go first on this one. Uh, there's no way eight-year-old Vince would let 36-year-old Vince pick the Cowboys. Um, I'm picking the Buccaneers. I'm picking Tom Brand. Tom. I almost did it. Tom Brady to come through. Tom again. Brandy. Tim, Tim Brandy. Brandy. Tim Brandy. Brandy. Um, yeah. So I'm picking the Buccaneers to get the job done uh, on Monday Night Football. Go ahead, Sam. Uh, Buccaneers. Um, who's the Cowboys head coach? That would be Mike McCarthy. McCarthy. And what is he known for? Choking <laughs> hot dogs. <I> just <laughs> and it's it. It's just mismanagement of like situations, like just complete mismanagement of the most basic situations. So I don't even think the Buccaneers are better. I just think the Cowboys are going to do something so stupid that they're going to lose the game. I think that's a fair point. Tyler, you're going to make it three oh, for three? Hell no, baby. I want Dallas to win because I want that fucking smoke. Bring it <laughs> bring it to Philadelphia, Interesting. bitch. I whoop that ass. Oh, bring it, yeah. Dallas. Bring okay. it. Okay. I like that. I like it. I, I, I'm not mad at it. Uh, I kind of, you know, I'll I picked it. the Bucks. I picked the Bucks. But that'll be a loss that I, that's a, that's a shit sandwich that I would eat. I I would not be upset (laughs) if I was wrong about that game as well. Um, I would love to, uh, of course, that's all contingent on the Niners and Vikings handling business, because if either one of them fails, then you get somebody else and not the Cowboys. But um, that's, that's in discussion for next week, you know? So uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. We, we won't even really know for sure, actually. until um, Tuesday. Until Tuesday. So, you know, we, we got a lot to lot to figure out, lot to go over. Uh, that being said, we've got it all locked in. We have all of us are on the Niners, Vikings, Bills, and Bengals. Uh, just to recap, uh, I have the Chargers while Sam and Tyler have the Jaguars. And then Sam and I have the Buccaneers. Tyler's going out on a limb with the Cowboys. So we have our picks locked in. And we are ready to roll for the playoffs. It's been a lot of fun going over this with you guys. Um, let's turn our attention to Black Monday. This is the yes. day where we start learning who's getting fired. My favorite time of year. Yes, of course, of course. <laughs> it actually um, is. Vince, during the pre-show meeting, you said, uh, yeah, you know, we were talking about the order of that we're going to go in. Are we going to do Black Monday first and then do playoffs or do playoffs and then Black Monday? And you go, you know what, let's... Let's talk about the fun stuff. So in my head, I assumed it was Black Monday, and then somebody had to clarify. No, 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 we're going to do the playoffs, and then so to me, Black Monday is the fun stuff. 
because well, of speculation season, baby. <laughs> I just love spreadsheets. I, I love spreadsheets. That's I'm what it here really to comes speculate. To. Fun for me. You're looking at a guy who tracks his batting average on Excel, like in a recreation softball league. So yeah, I'm a big. All right, let's nerd. uh, let's start with uh, Cliff Kingsbury and the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Man, this is a a mess. This is an absolute mess. I don't know how caught up you guys are on this. I also want to point out because it's not on our doc there that uh, the GM was also let go for them. He oh yeah, and he yeah. technically technically mm-hmm. it's a re- resignation. And this is what I'm talking about is we heard, we talked about it on the podcast a couple weeks ago. Their coach was fired in Mex from Mex the Mexico trip because of like sexual misconduct. So he was sent oh, yeah. home. Oh, that uh, the assistant coach. Yeah, yeah. He um, was sent home. And it turns out that that actually may be a mistaken identity. And it was actually the general manager. Oh, God. Oh, dip. So not the plot it, thickens. Dude, it, it is in. I'm not even all the way caught up, dude. I was just getting the skinny of how crazy this is. I haven't even done a deep dive on it yet. So it's probably something that we're going to keep tabs on throughout the offseason because this is insane. Uh, but, yeah, Cliff Kingsbury is gone. Where do the Arizona Cardinals go? Um, Sean Payton is the big head coaching fish out there. You know, if a team's willing, you know, he's inter- he's interviewed with the Denver Broncos or has permission to do so. Um, I guess is a... What do you guys, you guys got any comments about this, uh, this firing? Uh, he shouldn't have been given that extension anyway. They gave him an extension because he made the playoffs and uh, he made the playoffs because the team was good enough to overcome his idiocy. So, um, but of course the owner uh, didn't understand that because the, the, the owner of the Arizona Cardinals, I, I can't even remember. Is it the Bidwells? Is that them? They're they're They don't know what the hell they're doing. They, that's another dumpster fire of an organization. Every now and then they catch fire just a little bit to make some noise. They, they had that Super Bowl run with Kurt Warner, you know, a, a way back when, but it's just uh, top to bottom. And it's been like this for the entirety of the Cardinals life from Chicago to St. Louis to now Arizona. They don't know what the hell they're doing. So it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it's a mess. Uh, moving on. The Houston Texans have fired Lovey Smith going three and 13 in one in one season. So this organization is a joke to me. I mean, reality, it's the they are the laughing stock of the NFL. And stop me if you heard this, but I think the NFL might be racist. And you're like, (laughs) the reason why I say this, the reason why I say this, right? They fired Lovey Smith, right? They did nothing to draft. They gave him no pieces. They gave him no help. You know, yeah, I'm not surprised that the record shows for itself. But to fire him after one season, I think, is the most absurd thing. But let's let's revisit how we got to Lovey Smith, okay? Yeah. The Texans were going to hire Josh McCown, who had zero, zilch, nada, not high school, not college. It was basically Jeff Saturday yeah. all over again as the head coach for them. And then – uh Flores came out and said, I think the NFL is racist because he didn't get the interview job for that. It was a, what, a missed thing from, from uh, Robert Kraft saying, I think you got the job, right? But it wasn't him, right? 
And then the Texans were like, oh, we should probably backpedal because we're about to look really bad. And that's how they hired Lovey Smith. So Lovey Smith wasn't in their first, their second, their third. He was a, oh shit, we got to make sure that we're in with brown people. Let's hire him. So Texans, joke of an organization. They get everything they get coming to them. I hope Pierce finds himself a better team because that place sucks. 100% agree. Uh, Vince, you have anything? No, no, you guys covered it. Um, tech, Houston sucks. And I can say that for multiple sports, you know, so. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I, I 100% agree. I think the the real issue is kind of to piggyback off what you're saying, Tyler, is I think the consensus of football fans who cover the league, who know Lovey Smith, I think the consensus is that Lovey Smith is a really good head coach and deserves an opportunity. And it's just one of those things like he's not really getting a fair shake. I think he is a, a good head coach or would be a good choice for a head coach that your franchise is in disarray. It's a mess. It's key to have a head coach that knows what they're doing, how to run a team. And then maybe he's not the coach that's going to get you the Super Bowl, but lay a foundation. Keep, you know, have somebody who's done this before going after the youngest and hottest head coach. Sometimes they don't know how to build a program. So it's just one of the things that uh, it just seems like Lovey Smith is not getting a fair shake. And that's what adds fuel to the fire of, of the racism is that he's not, he's not being allowed to, to do his job. So that one really sucks. Uh, moving on. The Denver Broncos have fired. This is kind of old uh, Nathaniel Hackett. Um, Sean Payton interviewed with him. We talked about a, a little bit about this when it happened. Uh, what are your guys' uh, thoughts about the Denver Broncos and uh, their parting ways with Nathaniel Hackett? I don't know. I just think that Russell Wilson, I think he, um, ever since he's got there, this whole organization has become a disarray and, and a bit of a toxic environment. So I don't know if it's him. I don't know. It's only know. one year. And that's the crazy thing is that this guy's got his own office. Like what quarterback has their own office? I've never heard of that. So yeah. I don't know. It, it, apparently they told him when he got that you're going to have your own office and you can do whatever you want to do there, but it's just, it doesn't make any sense. It's just been a really toxic environment to me. Yeah. Uh, I don't have anything to add either. It's, you know, it's just really weird. Whatever the hell's happening. They hired a coach to try to lure Aaron Rodgers, And then when Aaron Rodgers didn't come, obviously it just, it, uh, they, they didn't mesh at all. And it just, it, it did not work at all. And I'm not surprised that he got shown the door. Yeah, man. Um, Denver's also a mess. Um, I don't know what you do with the quarterback situation. Um, big contract to move to cut him. I don't. I don't know what you do with it. So that's you kind hope. Of a, yeah, you hire the new guy and hope. You know, that's what you got to do. Other than otherwise, that's it. That's the only yeah. play. Uh, Indianapolis Colts. Frank Reich. Uh, they have Jeff Saturday as the current interim coach. Um, is Jeff Saturday coming back? Uh, to coach the Indianapolis Colts next season. I he wants to be the guy. I think he 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 uh he feels like he is the guy. I think I saw that in some interview on some article that I was reading, but I just I don't I think uh, Jim Ursay is crazy Jim enough Ursay's, that he'll do it. That but that's exactly what I was gonna say. Jim Ursay is insane enough. He's stupid enough to do it. I don't think he deserves it, but you know who the hell am I? So yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird. Well, I was going to compare it to the Rich Basaccia situation, but it's not 
uh, apples for apples comparison because Ritz Basaccia got the Raiders into the playoffs. <laughs> you know? um, but uh, I think a lot of Raider fans would like uh, to see Rich Basaccia, the coach of the Raiders, or given the opportunity this season to be the coach. So um, I, I don't really have connections to the Colts, so I don't know what Colts fans are saying, but I don't, I don't, you know, I've got a Colts fan <laughs> or a friend that's a Colts fan and he definitely wants, um, Derek Carr. He's uh-huh. adamant that, that they're going to get Derek Carr. Like he's super adamant about that. And I said, keep they, dreaming, bud. They've tried these, you know, retreads. They basically since Andrew Luck left, they've been like, let's just find a veteran, put him in there and hope it goes, it goes well. It, it did okay with Philip Rivers it did not go okay with Matt Ryan and uh, with Carson Wentz last year. It was just uh, these retreads have just not been, not been the thing, man. They're, they're not working. And now the offensive line, which was a strength, it looks like shit. Jonathan Taylor got injured. He couldn't, you know, he can only do so much, you know, he's a fantasy stud when he's able to play and when he's healthy, but it just was not going to be a thing, man. Yeah. All right, the next uh, the next RIP is uh, Matt Rule. Uh, Steve Wilkes is uh, the current interim head coach. This is for the Carolina Panthers. Does uh, Wilkes have a shot at coming back next season? Um, yeah, I think he does. In all honesty, I, I they don't have a quarterback. They don't have a running back. Well, they got a running back, but then they went to committee. It was just all weird. I yeah. don't think you're going to find anybody who's going to want to take that as a head coaching job. And I think Steve Wilkes will be the coach next year until something improves and they can find something. Yeah. I think Steve Wilkes, uh, they, they played hard for him and they were not officially eliminated until like the second to last week of the season when they lost that game against uh, the bucks. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they were, they were fighting for him, you know, they were, they, and that's part of what you look for in, in a team that has a losing record is, are they still playing hard for the head coach? And they were playing hard for Steve Wilkes. And if if I'm the Carolina ownership, I definitely that that weighs heavily in my decision. Uh, and I would probably I would like to see him uh, keep the job, but I I'm not close to the Carolina situation. Maybe we can get Steph Curry on and he can answer. Um, I want to stick with uh, this Black Monday theme, but I kind of I want to get into my speculation a little bit. So I got a couple. Uh, who are some playoff teams that if they, if they were to be eliminated, would there be coaching vacancies? Because I think there's a little bit of a hot seat on a few of these teams. Like if Cincinnati loses, you're probably coming back with the, with was it Stefanski? Is that his? his no, 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 no. Stefanski's on the Browns. Uh, that's Zach Taylor is uh, uh, Zach Taylor. Um, but what about John Harbaugh? If if Baltimore loses. Do you think Baltimore's moving off of John Harbaugh? Because there's a lot of uh, smoke coming out of that that building. I I haven't heard of any smoke. Uh, oh yeah, word for Uh-oh. it. There's I a lot think... of tension in Baltimore that if they lose, that there might be beef. There might be some some issues in the locker room. I think if Lamar Jackson leaves, then Harbaugh is gone too. There, that's a package deal at the end of the season. So. If they can convince him to stay, then I think Harbaugh stays um, only because of the the tenure that he's had with Baltimore. Because he might want out too. He might. But I'm, I, I, I can say is that I think if Lamar Jackson says peace, 
the organization is saying goodbye to Jim as well. Yeah. John. John, sorry. Yeah. All right. Miami, Miami, Buffalo. No, no hot seat there. I, I don't think uh, so. I think uh, it was starting to get a little toasty for Mike McDaniel, but they made the playoffs. And so they're good with him now, especially with the quarterback situation. And yeah, the two situation. I think that bottom, you know, I mean, they were really good when Tua was healthy. I mean, they were yeah. really good. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. So you, you, I mean, Derek Carr and the Dolphins. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, um, Los Angeles Chargers, Jacksonville Jaguars. I think the, the Jaguars are not going to move off of Doug Peterson. He, he made them a playoff contender. Uh, he's a miracle worker right now. If the Chargers move off of um, their head coach, I think that's, a really sexy job for a lot of uh, head coaches. I think a lot of head coaches would want the chargers job. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to the Cowboys job. Um, I don't think uh, if you want to have any say at all in your team, you don't want the Cowboys job, but Mike McCarthy's an empty suit. So it works perfectly I, for him. I, I would, um, I would argue that uh, Tampa Bay, that'd be a hot seat job too. Only because I'm hearing that, you know, the front office and, and the head coach are not getting, along and then tom brady's getting frustrated so i think that might be a hot seat too yeah we could see some movement no matter dallas loses mccarthy is fired you think so if dallas loses this round the first round or the first the first game that they play yeah um yeah they're eliminated in their first game that they play they're he's he's fired i I, 100 percent I could absolutely who, see that. The offensive quarter, uh, the the offensive coordinator would probably get promoted. He's already interviewing. He's already potentially a head coach that other teams want to hire, and Jerry's not going to want to lose that. Yep, true. Um, Tampa Bay. I don't know. I I could see them bringing uh, uh, was it Todd Bowles? Yeah, he, yeah, he'll probably come back. I think. I think he comes back. I think they give him another year. Um, all right. Uh, I love the speculation. So thanks for participating on the fly with me, guys. Um, you, you bet. Uh, Black bud. Monday. Other news: Brian Flores being interviewed by the Browns for defensive coordinator job. Jim Harbaugh, D'Amico Ryan's, Dan Quinn on Denver's shortlist, and uh, I believe um, Sean Payton was granted permission to interview with Denver as well. Yeah. And uh, some more speculation is uh, Sean McVay done with the law with the Los Angeles Rams. No, uh, I don't think so. Uh, there's a lot of smoke here though. There's a yeah. lot of uh, people are uh, like, there's a it, lot it's going been, on. It's been a lot talking They're They're talking. Maybe we uh, see him take a year off, take a sabbatical and go do, you know, amazon in the booth for a year and then he comes back maybe maybe they just have an interim head coach for a year for the rams and just let that guy just take lumps while sean mcveigh recharges his batteries i don't know Um, oh i also think that i mean the organization spent a lot of money like clearly they spent a lot of money to build this team um which that would piss off any owner if they don't make it to the playoffs but i also think too that you know, Stafford was hurt in the beginning and then he ended up getting hurt again, had to go get surgery. And then, you know, uh, cup goes down with that ankle and he ends up getting surgery. So, you know, I think there was a lot going against them uh, as far as like your two best players being down. So I think he stays for one more season, but definitely on a short list. 
Yeah, I heard he he has all kinds of personal stuff going on and that he may need to step away to kind of just get personal things in line. So his he was recently married um like during uh during the Super Bowl year or right before he got he got married fairly recently. And his wife is from the Ukraine, has family from the Ukraine and there's like all of that going on. And, um, I believe his father just recently passed away. Um, there was, there was a death in his family. Uh, I want to say his parents or one of them, uh, passed away. Uh, so he's kind of like dealing with a lot. Um, so there's, there's talk that he might step away just because he is so, uh, burnt out. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if he does leave the Rams, honestly, um, Aaron Donald, kind of thought about retirement and what do they say when you're a pro athlete you know once you start thinking about retirement you should retire which is kind of weird with this whole tom brady thing <laughs> yeah. what, what, what was it what was what did Aaron Rodgers say sometimes you just know when the carousel comes to an end or some shit yeah i don't, I don't know he he definitely didn't give away his uh jersey he didn't do a jersey swap at the end of that uh lions game uh he said i he said i think i need to hold on to this one so um well, he ain't there giving his be... jersey to uh to golf and the Lions. Oh, no, no, it was it was one of the it was uh it was like a linebacker that asked it, for it. Oh yeah. oh yeah. So I mean uh, he he was very respectful. He's like uh, I, like sorry, I, I think I gotta hold on to this one. And I, I think it, it's it, it almost certainly looks like it could have been his last game for the Packers. It yeah. might be his last game, period. Hey, may, may, maybe that's Raiders. who uh, Raiders. The, the Raiders go after is Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, all offseason, off dude, the, the Raiders quarterback situation, the, the what they do is what we're going to be talking about. The NFL is 24 hours, 12 months. The gift that, that would keeps be given. That would be the joke of the century, though, if he goes back with Devonte adams Devonte adams would be like i was trying to get rid of you i was trying to get away as far away from you as possible you come back to my life that's Jeez. enough ayahuasca i don't need that shit in my life anymore he's trying to get the hell away and then fucking throw rogan shows up again and here he is man <laughs> <laughs> all right guys i think we beat the hell out of uh nfl stuff any yeah. more uh football stuff or no, I, th I think we're good. This is the longest we've ever. Talked I'm ready about. for playoffs, baby. I'm ready. Well, yeah, I mean, it, I'm it, not because I don't have to do anything this week. I'm a moth yeah. this week, so yeah. no, it's a mega episode. It's uh, the yeah, final yeah. regular yeah, season. Totally, so. we 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 had to go a little bit longer than normal, and uh, uh, the people deserve it. So yeah, all, this is all, all for you, all teen of them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> longer and stronger. Uh, <laughs> moving on to the NBA Warriors. Uh, Tyler, why don't you uh, take over the Warriors stuff, man? Uh, walk me through it. Yeah, I Wiggins comes back. So you're thinking, all right, you know, we, we lost to to Detroit. It's a really young team, a scrappy team. Um, but then we just come out flat against Orlando. And I think uh, a problem we're running into is that Clay Thompson was a scratch, a late game scratch. So in that situation, you change up your whole entire game plan, your whole rotations are all thrown off. So I don't I don't take a lot of stock into losing to Orlando. Um I think what's kind of telling is that the Warriors shot like 53s and only made 18 of them, you know, um, they shot like 30%. They only had 16 turnovers. So I think that's 
that's a telling sign because it's, that's the number they usually want to be at. And if they can stay at 15, 16 around that time, a lot of times the Warriors end up winning the, those games. So I'm not too worried about it. I think Steph comes back next Tuesday against Phoenix. Uh, um, tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. So when you're right. listening to this game, when you're listening to this, it might be tonight. Uh, it sounds like he was probable. So Yeah. So I think getting Clay back, getting Wiggs, you know, back into his normal rotations. He's been out for about a month. Um, Steph getting back into it, I, I think. The ship will right itself. We're in sixth place. Thank God to the East because they beat up everyone on the West. So um, we're still playing 500 ball. You know, I think the West is going to be a tough decision, a tough uh, conference. And I think uh, we're going to be in for a long ride. Like there's going to be a lot of ups and there's going to be a lot of downs. So um, we'll keep you posted, keep you going with it, but it's early in the season. You know, don't worry about it. We're just about to hit the halfway point. Yeah, uh, the, the game on Tuesday is going to be game 41, which is the halfway point of the season. Uh, so, yeah, uh, uh, the Sharks just hit their halfway point. Uh, the Warriors are approaching their halfway point. So um, these long seasons of basketball, hockey there, we're grinding through them and we're getting we're we're, we're at the apex and we're about to start coming down the hill uh, toward the playoffs uh, for the when Warriors. We get into playoff basketball. That's that's when it really gets into the the. The knit and gritty, and I get really into it. But uh, did you say the knit and gritty, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. like 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 knitting, like uh, knitting and, and stuff, and graining? Oh, knitting and graining. Okay, just making <laughs> yeah, sure. <I> mean... <laughs> uh, not the needy greedy, um, but <laughs> nitty gritty, nitty gritty. Okay. All right, uh, guys. Uh, I'm gonna pull an audible. I'm not gonna go to MLB because I'm mad at baseball. I want to talk about the Sharks. I want to talk about home. NHL. So yeah. How's that, baby? Well, uh, the Sharks only had two games in the last week. They lost in overtime to Anaheim 5-4. They lost against Boston, who is leading the planet, uh, 4-2. They're currently 12 wins, 21 losses, 8 overtime losses, which, of course, is 7th seventh, seventh in the Pacific. Duck hut, bang, quack, bang, quack, quack, quack motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> we are, like I said, we are officially at the halfway point, 41 games down, 41 to go. Eric Carlson was named to the NHL all-star game for the sharks uh, in the NHL. They, every team gets a player like in baseball. And, uh, but even if they didn't do it, Carlson was definitely making it because he's leading the planet among defensemen in all major statistical categories. He's, he's been uh, on another planet. He has been the Eric Carlson we traded for four years ago hoping to see this every year and the injuries have kind of prevented it from happening right now. His star is as high as it's been as a shark. This is the best I've seen him play in teal. And I, I just hope it keeps going because there's not a lot of bright spots. Tim, Timo Meyer has been scoring a lot. He's a volume shooter and he just keeps throwing pucks at the net net and they keep finding their way in. He's at like 23 goals. I think this year, that's just off the top of my head. Uh, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, and uh, so the rest of the team, just not a lot of, you know, high level talent. So that's why they're in seventh place. A lot of things needed to go right for them. And they just haven't at this point. It's, it, it's, it's been mostly down goaltending has been lackluster. Um, yeah, this has just been kind of a rough season. Um, there's been a few bright spots, obviously. Um, uh, um, but I think we kind uh, of Kevin LeBanc. That... Ke- Kevin LeBanc has actually been playing pretty well. 
Um, but I think we kind of agree that, that this is just the year for the, the new head coach to fill out and see what he's got going on. Here. Exactly. We said that at the beginning of the year, I wasn't terribly hopeful. Um, like I said, we to, to get to the playoffs, literally everything needed to break their way and it hasn't, and that's not terribly surprising. And uh, it's okay. Uh, I've, I've got tickets for the Patrick Marlowe Jersey retirement night. I'm going to go to that. That's going to be mm. uh, at the end of February. Uh, we also need to have a, a, a team, uh, uh, outing we need to go to see the uh the young pups uh we're trying to see yeah we we've been talking happen. about it for a while go see yeah the, yeah the yeah go see board. the uh the barracuda yep so oh, i think awesome. we're... <laughs> yeah think i think the santa cruz warriors my bad uh we can do both we can do both <laughs> i, I will admit though that. the santa cruz warriors tickets are not that cheap they're actually kind of more expensive than i ex- expected Whereas the Barracudas are very cheap. They're like $13 a person. Yeah. And it's all lower bowl. Um, (laughs) They they don't, they don't actually play at the same arena. They play at, um, uh, they, they, they built like a three or 5,000 seat arena uh, at the practice facility. And that's where the Barracuda play. So we can, uh, we can go there. And I, I actually encourage everybody to go to a minor league game, whether it's hockey or basketball or even baseball, when baseball comes around, uh, definitely a lot of these minor league games, it's so much fun. They, uh, they do all kinds of fun little promotions and they don't take themselves too seriously. The players do, but when they're promoting the game, it is a blast. And so I highly encourage everybody, if you're looking to go to a game on the cheap, find a minor league game. You know, whatever the sport is, that's the way to go. Absolutely. Um, Vince, on the Sharks, who are some of like the the young players you're you're keeping an eye on? When do we see the the I, the crown jewel of the young guys? Oh uh, um, yeah, Eklund and uh Bordalo. I really would love to see them come up at some point. They haven't come up yet to this point. Um, they're just crushing it at the um the on the Barracuda is, right now. So is that, hockey I mean, similar to baseball that like once you call somebody up, their clock starts or um kinda. There's like a 10 game window basically. Um each year. You have when you call somebody up from the minors, you, you have about 10 games and you can send them back down, and it's like no real like it doesn't kick in the, it doesn't the, really the, kick in yeah, the first time. It depends contract. on it depends on the kind of contract they signed as well. Um, whether they're uh if it's like an entry-level contract like Bordalo, his uh, his three-year contract started last year, actually, because he got into games. But William Eklund's contract was a little bit different, so his he got the 10-game 10, 10 thing that I was talking about, and it just uh, his hasn't quite started yet. So it's it, it the the contracts are a little bit weirder in the NHL. So it's it's a little bit um, do you think above we can my see pay grade. those guys next season or oh we'll definitely 100%. see them next season. I they're they're probably gonna get up to the NHL level uh, this year at some point there's uh, at this point, there's no reason not to have them up. And I, they're just right now, they're just making sure they get as much seasoning as possible down at the AHL level. And then also just they want to make sure uh, I think probably by the trade deadline, uh, the sharks are going to look to move some of the veteran pieces and that'll clear up some room for Bortolo and for William Eklund to come up and uh, start making noise at the NHL level. You know, the San Jose Sharks, I don't know if you guys know this or remember this. um, The Sharks have a special, special spot in my heart. I do remember this. Because I I actually did a television commercial for them. That's right. Oh, really? 
I have, I did a television yeah, commercial did. for them and it was one of the coolest things, man. Um, I did this commercial for NBC sports. It might've been Comcast sports back at I the, think it at, was at and, that point. Um, I did this commercial and it was one of those, uh, NBC sports where, you know, there's a gag and then it's, you know, they, they have this payoff of like, we cover sports or something. Yeah. It was like the insider. You were talking to the insider. The insider Kevin you, you, you talk to the insider. Yeah. And I play this video gamer and I can't, I can't win. And then, uh, I talk to the insider and he gives me a couple of pointers. I score and then I'm like celebrating. Woo! And then it's, you know, talk to, uh, this insider, you know, yeah. You get all the info. So I, I would be at like Applebee's and the commercial would play that people would be like, Hey, you're that guy, you know? So the sharks gave me that man. I, I and I got to be the guy wearing the sharks uh, sweater in the commercial. So, uh, did I don't you get know to keep everything. it? <laughs> no, they didn't let me keep it. Damn I really, it. here's the thing. Here's the oh. thing. No, 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 no. In defense of the San Jose sharks, they didn't produce they didn't, this was not their commercial. This was a Comcast, CBS, NBC commercial, and they weren't even on site. The production company did everything. Um, you know, I didn't even meet anybody from Comcast, NBC, or all, or all I'm, all I'm hearing is a multi-billion dollar company uh, was in charge of this and they weren't even around. So you could have taken fault, it. To me, that <laughs> faults on the production company. The production company was in charge of, uh, I asked the production company if I could keep the sweater and, and their costumer said no. <laughs> so that's, All right. That's, that's on them. Fair. I'm not going to throw any shade against a world-class organization like the San Jose Sharks, Tyler. I'm, not gonna I'm just listen. saying. I'm not here for that you, nonsense. You could have told the costume, to, you know, hey, what if this goes missing? Is that Okay. <laughs> I should fell off the truck. Yeah. But they have a special spot because your boy did a commercial. So shout out San Jose Sharks. I, you know, I, I want to see the young guys. I'm interested in the young guys. Um, you think they bring back Carlson or is he, you think well, he's Carlson's under contract for a while? He's not going Three anywhere. More years. He's got four more years, I think. Four, I think yeah. it's four. Yeah. Do you think you can't trade him or it's too, it's too much money? He's, he's uh, a top three in terms of money uh, per year. He's, he, I mean, uh, you'd have to eat a lot of that contract and it's just not worth it. If you're trying to clear cap space, um, it's it's not worth it unless you find somebody willing to cover all, almost all of it, man. Like, I think more likely if, if, if things don't improve in two years, then he'll get moved. You know, I think a team's willing to take on the two-year contract of it all, but yeah, they're not going to take the four-year. It's, it's way too much. Um, so I, I think uh, that that covers it for the sharks. Uh, is that, that that's, we got some. Yeah, yeah, uh, that, I'm good. Um, we'll cover them more yeah. as uh, baseball continues to piss me off, but I'm still mad at baseball. So I'm, I'd rather talk about soccer than baseball. Baseball is going to go last. There. Oh, man. This is a good one. I don't even know. Vince, yeah. you probably know a little bit more so than which, me. But... I need you guys to really unpack this whole situation to me because I don't know who anybody is. And I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that don't know anything. So we got to be walk me through it. Who's who? What's going on? Let's take our time because this is this is juicy. This is crazy. Let's, let's say this, okay? 
I don't know everything to be factual. We just know speculations and hearsays. So I, I'm not going to go on a limb and tell you that every single thing I'm telling you is truthful because it may not be, right? It's one side telling a story versus the this other is, side. Uh, this is where Tim edits in an image of, of grain and salt. <laughs> <laughs> Take this so, with the salt. <laughs> grain of salt. Go, go ahead, Vince. I, I mean, I put the article up that we could all read all it, right. but uh, so, those at home uh, yeah, Greg Berhalter, who was the coach of the U.S. men's national team, uh, he his contract ended after the World Cup. Um, so they were in discussions about possibly bringing him back. Um, those discussions have halted because of some uh, so some allegations about uh, uh, Greg Berhalter may have possibly back in 1991 kicked his now wife like in a uh, physical. Uh, domestic d- dispute and that came to light through um was it uh geo reina's mom geo reina geo reina and geo reina's mom yeah geo yeah so uh geo reina was one of the players on the on u.s men's national team who was basically in the doghouse for whatever reason we couldn't figure it out he wasn't His, hurt he wasn't I mean, hurt he was yeah. hurt but he when we got to the Qatar, he was not hurt so did so, it ever come out why he was withheld or not allowed to play or whatever? Not, not at the uh, Ber- Berhalter's response was that. Um, but how did he? How did Reina have? How did his mom have information like that? That's some of the stuff because, that I'm so confused because about. Because G- Gio Reina's dad, Claudio Reina, was a former U.S. men's national team captain and played with Greg Berhalter back in the '90s, and so they had. <laughs> insider information about oh. this incident in question so they're the like fucking thickens. with my son yeah Guess pretty much what? well so so burhalter's response as to why geo rana didn't play was that him and geo rana had some disputes over some disagreements of, of certain ways or ways that things were handled and that's why geo rana didn't get playtime so burhalter did say that there was a disagreement between them was it this? I have no idea. I couldn't tell you that. It very well could have been. Now we we can't even say this is the Hatfields and McCoys. This is the Berhalters. And and the they were they were super close. These are too. families. Yeah, like these Old are families. Family. Like, yeah. They were close, and the the closest obviously has been burned to the fucking ground at this point. This is some soap Absolutely. opera shit, man. Like this is. Um, Obviously when I was with reading, like some serious allegations, when but, I was reading like, wow. the article, I had no idea. I was like, I was so like, I, I have no context of who is who. So, cause the article that I read, it wasn't like this person, mom, this person, dad played with, you know, it, it didn't break right. it down. It was just like, and then this person and this person's, I have no context of who's related to who and how this structure works. I had an idea, but I, I didn't know how connected it was. And the allegation is uh, Burhalter. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Burhalter hit his wife. Kicked his wife. Kicked Kick. his wife. Yeah. In the early 90s. And. And Gio Reyna's mom. I'm sorry. Gio Reyna's dad was on the U.S. men's national team. Back coached then. it Back then with Greg Burhalter. So he knew Greg Burhalter personally. Wow. They were pretty close at the time too. Yeah. So um, I, I guess 
obviously Greg Berhalter was not going to be the uh, head coach of the U.S. men's national team going forward. But you and me, Vince, we, we've talked about it, that we didn't think he was the right guy for the job after seeing what we saw in, in Qatar. So um, yeah. looking at that, there's been some prospects of who could possibly take over. I think it's still going to be the interim. And unfortunately, just because there's not really anyone available. Um, I think Jesse March Marsh, who is the Leeds, um, he's the head coach for Leeds. That team is going way above expectations in the champion. I'm sorry, in the um, not champion leagues. It's the Premier League. Uh, it's, yeah, they're in the Premier League. They're actually uh, uh, the Niners uh, ownership group is part of the ownership group with Leeds as well. Makes so sense. fun facts, they're connected. Uh, Jesse Marsh is the, I guess, second, if you're going to say it, most successful uh, U.S. Uh, born player uh, and coach to actually coach a British premier team. And he's definitely the most successful one. So there's talks that maybe he could be the head coach, but it, it isn't going to be now. So the problem is that he's still trying to trailblaze his way into the premier league that I think he's not really to step away from that team and be distracted of coaching a U.S. men's national team. That being said though, he does coach Tyler Adams and Brendan Arison, who was on the U S men's national team. He coaches them at Leeds. So um, another talk is Jim Curtin, which I'm kind of in for that. I'm very interested, but I also think that Jim Curtin doesn't fit. I think Jim Curtin is more like Greg Berhalter. Jim Curtin is the Philippine Filipino, <laughs> the Philadelphia union uh, <laughs> manager. So uh, he's a uh, MLS head coach. He's known to get talents in out of young kids and younger, you know, players and be able to have them play above what they normally do, which I think it's kind of where they're at now. These guys four years from now, when we do the world cup in the United States, they're going to be in their prime. So I think maybe Jim Curtin is out of the picture. Um, oh, Marcelo Bisila. If you were to ever get him, you think Greg Berhalter's drama is something. This guy is known for roughing feathers constantly. It's his show or no fucking show. He is really great. And his nickname is El Loco. So that should tell you everything you need to know about him. He is nuts. He's definitely one of those guys that's very hard on his players, but gets the best out of every single one of them. And everybody fucking hates him. So would he be the U.S. men's national coach? I think he'd be a great fit but I don't think the U S is ready for that guy. So, yeah, no, he's, uh, if you hire him, I don't know that he makes it to the world cup, you know, like I yeah, I don't know. Get somebody else. They might burn him out. Like, like he might burn them out before he even gets to the world cup. And you're looking for a guy who's going to coach them th from now through the next world cup. And, hopefully on to even bigger and better things after that. So yeah, I definitely wouldn't go with a, a psychopath. If, those, if are all only, possible. those are only three that I could see could really fit into the mold, into the picture. In reality, I think it's just going to be the interim head coach. There's not going to be a big splash. They tried to get Zidane, which we went from a coach who kicked his wife to a guy who headbutted somebody in, in an actual world, in cup. The world cup. I game. don't know why you'd want him. <laughs> oh, oh um, he was okay, justified. So yeah, well, yeah, no, no, he, it was he soccer, said that damn it. the guy, um, he was pulling on his shirt and then, uh, he said, I'd rather have your sister's shirt. And then that's when Zidane had bettered him. So, um, at least that's, that, that's the, the rumor from back in 2006 when it happened. Yeah. So, uh, oh, fun story. Soccer is full of characters, man. Uh, <laughs> um, side fact about the, you know, world cup. I threw it in there just to see if you guys knew 
Uh, Marshall Mathers turned down $8 million to perform in guitar, which I'm super excited Good about that. Um, for those who don't know, Marshall Mathers is also known as Eminem. So Eminem <laughs> turned it down. The money. Uh, yeah, and, and the crazy thing is 50 Cent was the one that reported it. So wow. not Marshall Mathers. Yeah, yeah Eminem didn't, doesn't need the clout. He knows, you know, uh, he knows what he is. And he's uh, uh, he's been kind of like in recent years, he's been in front of doing like, you know, he was talking about uh, Donald Trump being a piece of shit, you know, in like that little rap thing that he did uh, way back when. And so, I mean, he's he's done stuff like this before and he's not afraid to make it known but also he doesn't need to make it known. Uh, somebody else did this work for him too. So yeah. um, last touch on soccer. I just want to say congratulations to Wrexham. Um, the, what did we call them? The, the college team that that's beating the, the Sacramento Kings. They actually beat uh, Coventry city. It was a tight game. It shouldn't have been because they were up four one and then they just kept giving up goal after goal. So it got real tight there in the end there. Um, their next matchup is going to be the top of the championship league. Uh, they're going to play uh, Southampton. I think it is Sheffield. I'm sorry, Sheffield United. So they don't pull a, a premier league team, but they do pull one of the best um, championship you know, level teams. championship yeah. level. Team. Yeah. That's most likely they're going to go to uh, the premier league next year anyway. So essentially. They're in second right now uh, in yeah. the championship league. So yeah, three go up, three come down uh, at that level. So yeah, but yeah. All righty, guys, we got to circle back to baseball. Um, hot stove. Uh, Carlos Correa and the Mets are not in agreement. Uh, the Mets are getting frustrated. So last I heard about this, they're still debating language about uh, I believe it's an ankle injury that was surgically repaired when he was in the minor leagues or something like that. And they're trying to get the language uh, just right about that injury. So that's what I know. Did you guys hear anything different? No. All I know is that now, now teams are starting to call to see if he's available. <laughs> well, Which Scott is... Boris has publicly said that, like, I got a, I got, I got another team, you know. So we need to get this done. And the thing, uh, the thing is, is, uh, you know, it seems like uh, he always truly does have another team ready for a contract. So uh, it's not we'll Oakland. <laughs> Not breaking okay. news. It's <laughs> not, not Oakland. Oakland. Um, um, I'll do the Trevor Bauer one. Okay. Um, uh, Liam Hendricks. The, hold, on, oh, hold on. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Trevor Bauer was released by the Dodgers. Um, See you. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. We'll leave it there. Uh, now moving on uh, to Liam Hendricks. Um, I think this holds a little bit extra special spot in all of our uh, hearts here. Um Liam Hendricks played for the Oakland A's and uh, he's been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and begins treatment on Monday. Um, this really hurts and bothers me on a very personal uh, level. This is the, uh, the same exact cancer that my mom uh, was diagnosed and passed away from back in uh, January, 2019. And it's um, the same one with my uh, sister back in 2008. So yeah. And I believe, um, I believe this is the same one that took, uh, our, our dear friend, friend uh, yep. Sharice, mm -hmm. uh, I believe this was also, uh, it was lymphoma. Yep. So this is a, a nasty disease that I think has been, um, personally, we've all been hit really hard by this, by people who made massive impacts on our lives and we continue to miss them. Um, 
I wish nothing but the best for, for Liam Hendricks. And, um, you know, that's, I truly just, uh, wish the best that he's going to be okay. Cheering for him as an A, um, I got to meet him at a, at a fan fest before he kind of broke out and, um, he should have been the guys that, uh, this owner should have paid and retained. Um, he should still be in Oakland a, and, um, I wish him nothing, nothing but the best. And, uh, support to his family and, and, and all that. Um, so this one hits home for me, uh, just because it makes me reflect on, on my mom, um, and our dear friend mm. and your sister, Vince. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, you said it best. I can't add anything else to that. Um, uh, good luck, Liam. We're pulling for you. And with that, we've reached the end of the show, guys. Well, hold on. <laughs> hold on. I wanted, I wanted, I know we did something sad, but I want to touch on a, a unique story that happened between the Giants and the Brewers last season. Um, <laughs> a fan was charged with burglar. Oh my gosh, burglarizing. <laughs> there we go. There, out of babe. Uh, the Brewers clubhouse after a September eighth game between the Giants and the Brewers. A twenty-five-year-old man was charged for stealing items in the Brewers locker room after he fell asleep in a doubleheader in the bushes outside. Woke up walked inside found his way into the tunnels and just yanked the door open he stole um a baseball bat replica a jersey um uh, some kind of electronics he's a laptop he stole a whole bunch of stuff onto it so i don't know how you let that happen i think that's i i, I don't know i don't know how you do that you fall asleep in the bushes and you find your way underground and open up a door steal shit <laughs> i don't understand how you let that happen I, where was the security <laughs> nobody was paying attention to this man yeah Ugh. okay so. <laughs> that was and a fun the, story uh, i don't know if you guys uh at the time of this recording the the college national football championship is going on marcus i mean uh mattress mac is sweating right now yeah it's uh it's looking bad for tcu they're getting demolished um it's at halftime and I don't think they're coming back. So just mentioning that. My my last extra point to you is that Sam, do you think you're tough? Do you think do you think you're a like your pain tolerance is high? Like you're a tough person. Like you could you could you could tolerate a lot. Do you think do you think you can do that? Depends on what I'm tolerating. <laughs> pain. What Let's kind just... of pain? Well, Where? I got my face shattered and didn't collapse. So there's that for me. Okay. Okay. But did it Are hurt? You... <laughs> oh, it hurt. Are you so tough, Sam, that um, are you as tough as Blake Wheeler? Maybe. Maybe Blake not. Wheeler <laughs> plays in the NHL, and on December 15th, he played a whole entire game with a ruptured testicle after taking a putt to no. his crotch. No. Oh, oh. no. Ah. No. I'm so it's at least it's on ice, so... <laughs> <laughs> Tim, dynamite dropping, bud. That was that was it. I I I, I can't. Try, I'm not gonna try to top it. That was great. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, no, that was I, I that was, was my my extra points for for tonight. I just thought that would be a fun little story to throw in there in the end there. But uh, I am not that tough. There's no way. I'm sorry. No. I've taken a dodgeball to the crotch and I I wanted to give up on life. So um, I'm not playing with a ruptured testicle. It's not happening. Neither am I. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks All righty, guys. Any any final comments? Any points we want to come back to? We good? I, I, I'm all set, man. Great. 
uh i mean that was a fantastic show guys really yeah uh dynamite a little bit longer than normal but we needed to do it because the playoffs are starting it's playoff time baby this is the seat is the season we gotta title it you know the the juicy episode you know Mm, it's it's a lot of juice in this one this is a uh you know a, a 12 hour cooked uh brisket uh, yeah it's just smoked it just smoked for like hours and hours and it's yeah. just it's falling off the bone baby don't talk about food around dinner time come on i guys. know right We're i'm so hungry. hungry i'm super hungry all right now. guys um <laughs> great job uh all you fans out there please like and subscribe uh if you're listening to us on spotify please follow us there or itunes uh youtube subscribe on youtube please hit the notification bell you could follow us on instagram and twitter at svt sports pod please slide into our dms we would love to interact with you with that we say good night bye guys bye